her new album, Carly Rae Jepsen paints a picture of someone going through one of the most lonely times in their lives. I want to talk about why this album, The Loneliest Time, is so important for her career and for the modern pop scene. In this episode you will understand more about why this is such an important album and how you can apply these principles to your own work. In the year 2012, Carly Rae Jepsen established herself as one of pop's most inescapable singles with Call Me Maybe, a sugary, infectious anthem for the crushed out that became one of 2012's most omnipresent tracks. Since then, she has released a steady stream of albums filled with musings on romance in all its forms, her lively and polished delivery giving each forlorn lyric an immediacy that makes the beats hit even harder, which only adds to the feeling of despair that the song contains. There is no denying, however, that Olsen's sixth album, The Loneliest Time, and the result of Jepsen being in pandemic lockdown still retained the order of her pop cognoscenti beloved albums dedicated and emotion. Despite this, the album is also a self-reflective piece, which energizes the highlights and also provides Jepsen with a chance to experiment with, and expand, her sound. One example of this can be found in the lead single, Western Wind, as a breezy, spectral cutting fused with bittersweet longing, it's the closest Jepsen has ever come to dream pop, the production spacious and wistful as she recalls a time when things were better. On the other hand, The Loneliest Time is also full of propulsive frowdowns brimming with bite and verve, and even a bit of extra sass. On Talking to Yourself, a distorted 80 seconds guitar threads through Jepsen's insistent vocals. She takes on the ex she is singing about in a two-pronged attack. Could have been something beautiful, but you made it impossible to stay. She snaps on the opening verse that is accompanied by a razor-sharp bass line and a resolute beat to bring it all together. In this song, Bad Thing Twice is a toilet dance floor ready track about a relationship that might not be healthy. It begins with the chorus, Is it my destiny? I wanna do a bad thing twice. While on the other hand, Jepsen took to the task of exposing catfishes and other right swipe fabulists with the withering chorus of Beach House, which she ruefully referred to on her current So Nice tour as a portrait of dating in your 30 seconds. In this track, she recounts splashy promises from her suitors, but then she side-decides to reveal glitches in the potential partner matrix and adds a dash of acid to make the track bounce as though it is on steroids. There is a chorus of people in this song who dream of a world where the world of online personals is transparent. I've got a beach house in Malibu, and I'm probably gonna hurt your feelings. Who wouldn't appreciate this kind of honesty? On the album, Jepsen makes one of the biggest departures from her earlier work with Go Find Yourself or Whatever, a beautiful ballad that reflects on heartbreak and a longing for adventure. While her voice is framed simply but not starkly, mournful strings rise as she sits in the emotional turmoil that she is experiencing. The titular phrase would be a bit of a spitting match in another context, but in Jepsen's hands, it has gravitas and oomph that evoked the most cutting comment you could ever hear from someone you value a lot. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. There hasn't been a time when Jepsen has been this songwriter lie, or seemed to be so tormented, in the past few years. She has been studying pop music for over a decade, and that study has now come to double as an examination of what makes humans tick, and whatever is one of the most surprising results of that decade-long study. A nice touch to the album is the title track, a duet between Jepsen and modern musician Rufus Wainwright that proves to be an inspired match, both of whom are Canadian-born hopeless romantics who are equally fascinated by love's intricacies as they are by pop history and music theory. It is most important that her clarion soprano and his world-weary tenor intertwine in a truly transcendent manner. At the point when the loneliest time reaches its soaring bridge, Jepsen realizes that the grand gesture for which she had been preparing might have been too much. We reached the moon, but lost in space I think we got there all too soon. 
Jepsen and Wainwright finished the song by harmonizing, wondering where things will go as the sun rises. Not an entirely happy ending, but at least one that leaves you hopeful about where Jepsen's scholarship will take her in the future. This is an incredibly melodramatic song composed by Carly Rae Jepsen, who treats the highs of love and the lows of isolation on the same stage, allowing the emotions to coexist as one melodramatic whole. The pangs of loneliness are universal to mankind, just as we all feel the pangs of amour and infatuation from time to time, and Jepsen taps into this universality in her song. Loneliness is a similar thing to love, it's felt everywhere by everyone at different moments in their life. It is not to say that the loneliest time is void of any euphoric pop hooks or the sunshiny candor Jepsen has become known for, but nevertheless, it is the singer at her most trepidatious when it comes to connecting with others, which is understandable, but wholly detrimental to the album's impact. In spite of this, she does not intend to give up on her dream of finding her happily ever after. The first line of Jepsen's song makes it clear what she is trying to convey. So I've been trying hard to open up a look at the epic pop starter, surrender my heart. It's a testimony to the fact that she can't seem to let go of the ideas of love and romance, even though they haven't yet proven rewarding. The opening song lays the groundwork with high-spirited synths, which glisten underneath Jepsen's intense vocals. In the same way that she refuses to be tainted by her past experiences, Jepsen exercises some of the ghosts that haunt her home, allowing her to see her surroundings without the influence of past encounters influencing her present. It was buried at the end of her latest full-length album, Dedicated Side B, that Jepsen began to reveal. Now I don't hate California after all, this signaled the release of the negative emotions that she had held about the place she had called home for the last 10 years. As well as embracing the bounty of nature and space the state has to offer, the loneliest time makes use of the natural elements to create the framework of the record, with songs such as Joshua Tree and the lead single Western Wind. Both of these rely on the whimsy and effervescence of Collie's natural surroundings to create inspired, breezy lyrics about the blooming of love and desire. On one hand, Dedicated and the subsequent side B of the album lean heavily into the rhythm of disco, while on the other hand, The Loneliest Time takes that rhythm and kicks it into campy pop overdrive, with all the groovy bass lines and dramatic, dance-spurring synth work the genre has to offer. A song like Talking to Yourself is an enchanting track that comes in at just the right time with an infectious chorus and only a little bit of taunting toward a former lover. The feel of Sideways is razor-focused, a little nugget of pot bliss about feeling on top of the world when you are able to achieve someone's affection and feeling on top of the world. So nice, the band's crisp, a bubbly track that's unafraid to cherish the nice guy, complements well with the song. It's no secret that Carly Rae Jepsen's zodiacal sign, Scorpio, is a clear theme in her music, but now the songbird has finally released an anthem that is sure to appeal to anyone who constantly craves an intense connection with the glitzy shooting star, singing. I'm Scorpio, it's physical, it's natural, my spiritual, my animal. Jepsen's experimentation with disco pop reaches its peak with the club banger as her voice warps with auto-tune while the synthesizers bounce back and forth, all embellished with a bright hi-hat symbol in the forefront. In Beach House, Jepsen takes on the app dating scene and reveals the enormous disappointments it tends to bring, not to mention the weirdos, adulterers, and people who haven't gotten over their excess. The song is similar to some of her other syrupy pop songs, such as the song, Store and the song that made her a star, Call Me Maybe. In spite of the fact that Jepsen does not shy away from corniness, she goes about it with such earnestness that you find yourself bobbing your head along in spite of any attempts you make to resist her. 
As a whole, it's what made her successful, the ability to put these three thoughts onto paper, allowing us eventually to indulge in the same little sappy sentiments she wrote. A folksy guitar strummed song about a painful goodbye, go find yourself or whatever goes a long way to slowing down everything. There is real pain echoed in the chorus line of the song, even when Jepsen tries to be flippant with the lyrics. I wake up hollow, you made me vulnerable. Its emotional potency is palpable, and it offers the most in-depth exploration of loneliness that has been recorded so far. It is precisely this shift in tone that highlights the weaknesses of the album, with its uneven mood and its eagerness to experiment with new sounds without a clear vision of how they will come together in harmony. The loneliest time ends up floating between this effervescent disco-inspired pop and Laurel Canyon folk sensibilities, but neither of these points of view sheds light on a new aspect of the other. While The Loneliest Time has a hint of cynicism when it comes to relationships, the title track, which serves as the album's finale, nevertheless ends everything on a high note as Gypsum runs into the arms of a former lover looking for another chance at success. This song has been one of the highlights of the singles released before the album was released and remains one of the finest songs on the album as a whole. Taking hold of her inspirations, Jepsen delivers a yearning, rom-com-style pop song that advances her previous sounds and perfectly expresses the emotional power of infatuation and loneliness in a song that captures the emotional power of falling in love and growing apart. There is nothing like listening to a CRJ record as she opens up the space for cathartic ruminations on heartbreak and hopes just when you need it most. May she, when she is ready, crack open the vaults of song material once more for a side B of the record, so that more songs of this caliber can be released. If Carly Rae Jepsen is on the shoulders of giants, Taylor Swift has released her new album and in this video, we talk about how she wrote it and what is the best parts of that album. So let's go inside this video so we can talk more about music and be better at writing songs by analyzing new music. See you inside that video.